Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Suave Talk presented by Dyer's Top Rods. Joining me today is the face of Hunt the Front. Yes, I said it. The one that actually races for the team, other than Jesse, I guess. He races a little bit. And the most famous joiner brother, Joseph Joiner. Now, Joseph, first question. Are you the most famous joiner? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and claim it. As of right now, yeah, sure. We'll take it. Oh, perfect. I like that. little bragging rights in the family. <laughs> so, first things first. Yeah. I've known you for about 10 years now. My first year with Dirt on Dirt, the Summer Nationals. We have to talk about that, the milk truck story. You were supposed to race the whole week. You had chaos leading up to it. Then you get the Jacksonville, Illinois, and win a heat race. Just talk about that 10 years ago when you're in the milk truck in the family Joshua's all pump, pumped up talking about you guys coming up here and you finally make your debut for Summer Nationals. Yeah, man, that was really cool. I mean, uh, I'm, you know, we uh, we had a old Dairy Fresh uh, truck that we had, you know, gutted the back of it, took all the refrigeration units out of and uh, got us where we could, you know, turn it into a, an RV pretty much with, a, you know, a shower and a couple beds and everything you need to live in it for a little while. And I'm pretty sure we were going from home for like, I don't know, like 12 days or something, you know, and back then, especially, you know, and for us, that was a, that was, that was a big deal to be going from home that long racing. Uh, we, we, we really had a blast like that. That was uh really something that, you know, I'm glad we went and did back then, you know, like it, it just, it just was really something else to be able to do that. And yeah, we went up there and the first couple of nights, you know, on the, on the summer nationals deal. I mean, we certainly looked like we didn't belong, you know, we, uh, we, we struggled a little bit the first couple of nights and then we, we got tore up pretty bad at, uh, I think it was Quincy, Illinois, the, uh, the night before the Jacksonville race. And we almost decided to come home then because the, the whole nose was tore off the car and a lot of other things were just, you know, stacked against us. And, uh, the next night, now you know, not too far down the road was a Jacksonville race, and so uh, well, we can put it all back together and and go again. And, and so that's what we did. We threw it all back together. Uh, it was it was just me, my mom and dad, and my at the time girlfriend, which is my wife now, Kayla. Uh, it was just the four of us, you know. And so uh, we we all put the car back together and got everything back right, and uh, went out there and just was fast from the get go there at at you know there at Jacksonville and able you know we was able to set quick time in our group uh not overall quick time but you know fast time for our qualifying group and wound up i don't think we wound up winning the heat i think we wound up finishing third in the heat race but nonetheless we were just excited to make the feature you know I mean, we had we hadn't made a feature the you know the whole trip we were there and was able to get in the race uh, i don't really remember a whole lot about the race i know we didn't win but uh uh we uh we you know we were there and that and that pretty much stopped our trip off you know we we came home from there uh, you know, with a smile on our face. And that's what I was going to say. You guys had like four or five different things go haywire. You had that wreck at Quincy. You guys had some uh, truck problems even getting to the track. How crazy are these guys yeah. that run a whole month like that? And you were only there for four or five days. You're like, damn, we've had everything happen to me in between all that. Yeah, no kidding. I don't, you know, to be for people to be able to go and be on the road, uh, you know, doing that for a whole month and, you know, up and down the road all season, like it, it definitely, it makes you realize right quick how much it takes to do that kind of stuff, you know? Okay. Fast forward 10 years later, we have Hunt the Front. You guys are basically internet sensations. You know, I check out the videos all the time. How the hell did HTF get started? Just talk a little backstory on it. Uh, man, it's, uh, I don't really know, like, 
I guess it was my brother there, Jonathan, that really thought of, thought it up. Well, he, I know before we started the video stuff, he was uh, he was doing some blogging, you know, right, you know, more or less doing what we're doing with the videos, except writing about it. Uh, he, you know, he's always been in that, you know, that kind of in, into that kind of thing where you know he likes to tell a story and you know does a really good job at it. Obviously, you know, I mean, he he that's what he does, you know, and so he had a little bit of a following built up from uh doing the blogs and uh and somebody i think they got to talking like why don't you make a video instead you know and and just try that and so uh, it was the our first race or second race of 2019 um when we uh made the first video we went down to bubba raceway park for a 604 show and uh Went down there, made a video. Um, he put it together, you know, just filming with basically with just, I, I think he might have had a GoPro, just maybe one GoPro camera and an iPhone, and uh, put a video together, and, uh, you know, people watched it. And so far, we've just uh, tried to keep that same <clears throat> that same mindset and mentality on, you know, just the uh, just your regular, every, regular everyday racers that, you know, try hard and do all they can with what they have. And, you know, people, uh, people seem to like us and, you know, we're just, you know, obviously just doing what we've always done and plan to keep it that way. Just go race as, you know, go race as much as we can when we can and, and, you know, enjoy it. And, uh, you know, be, be thankful we get to do it for a living now. Yeah. And I watched the first few and I'll be honest, I'm like this thing, it's very entertaining, but I never thought it was going to skyrocket like it is today. You go to tracks all across the country. You see HTF, Hunt the Front Gear, hats everywhere. Heck, last year on the Summer Nationals, a kid from Michigan goes up to your brother Joshua and says, hey, man, love your videos. Did you guys ever think it would get this popular? Of course not. You know, like, it never even was something we thought of when, we, when, we, when you, you know, when you start all this. It wasn't a... Uh, it wasn't anything that, like you, you, you couldn't ever, you can't plan for it, you know. Like it's just, uh, you know, it, somehow we hit it, and we're thankful for it. Like it, there's no way we ever thought thought it would ever be any anything like it is now. And you know, <clears throat> as it's uh, as it's growing, you kind of like, you know, think you step back and think about it for a second. Like you know, this is this is really going here, and you know, and you know, I'm pretty sure back uh, back in like February of this year. I know me and Jonathan got to talking is like, you know, if, if we shift our focus more on this stuff, we might could get, get this to where, you know, it, it, you know, we, we can, we can, we can go racing like we want to, you know, if we, if we just, you know, if we going to, if we're going to do that and if it's going to work, we got to, you know, we got to hit it full swing here. We can't, we can't just do it halfway. And so we, uh, you know, at that time we, we pretty much was like, you know what, we'll, you know, we're going to ride this wave and just see, see what we can do with it. And, um, obviously, you know, things are going well, uh, we'll certainly take it. I mean, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a, you know, it's just a dream really. Like, uh, you know, it, we're, you know, it's just, it's just a dream. You can't ever, you couldn't plan for it. You know, then we're just going to, we're just going to go until we, till it don't go no more. You know, like as long as people wa uh, will watch us and like what we're doing, we're going to keep on keeping on. And you said during speed weeks, you guys are really going to concentrate on it. And then you had that incident where Jesse, I think, was the one that jumped in the gator pond and swam across it for some money. So that's kind of a key moment that kind of got the internet buzzing a little bit. That was a funny 
funny moment for you guys, but what other moments do you think kind of propelled and catapulted you guys? I know Joshua always says it's the goat cart one where he won or something like that, but there was some different yeah, different he did, videos. He did yeah, win. well, he <laughs> acted like he wins. He acted like he was the best driver. No, no, I, we all know who won the time trials in the goat cart. Okay, it wasn't when it wasn't Joshua. So. <laughs> But is there some uh, key moment episodes you think that kind of like moved you guys up another pedestal? Yeah, I mean that 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 video itself when we uh you know got that go kart and you know just scratched out a little circle track air in the back forty like that was a uh, that's obvious you know that's our most viewed video on YouTube and you know I think there's a lot of people that find interest in that kind of thing um, but that's not you know that's not what we do you know what I mean that's not our uh, that's not our thing, but that definitely <clears throat> was a big video that, that kind of helped us get on the map a little bit. And then, uh, you know, I, I really feel like, uh, like when, then when we won the national 100, the way that race played out there at the end, there was a lot of attention on that. And, uh, you know, we definitely, I think got a big boost from that deal. And, and then, uh, you know, going up to the, to the, uh, world 100 this year at Eldora. Um, another thing too, I might've skipped was, uh, Bristol the Bristol Dirt Nationals this year, uh, you know, there was a lot of hype and a lot of buzz going on about uh, the Bristol Dirt Nationals, and a lot of people wanted to, were, were, a lot of people were anxious to see, you know, dirt cars on Bristol, and so we were up there, and that made, you know, made for a lot of interest, and then, and then obviously the, like I said, the World 100 this year, getting in there, and, and, you know, making that race was, uh, was a big deal too, so um, I, I would, I would say, you know, things like that anything that draws a big interest you know that's what uh and if we're there to cover it oh, i'm glad it really helps us out i'm glad you cleared the air there that joshua joiner rider at dirt on dirt didn't win because he claims his claim to fame is with the joiner brothers is that he won that go-kart race but video evidence might prove otherwise uh that world 100 before we yeah, get to the yeah. event this weekend i remember taking a photo of you four after you guys made it all pumped up, tearing up, how special was that moment there considering where your race team was at Jacksonville on the milk truck to making that show? It was awesome. <laughs> Man, it was, it was, it was something else. Like, uh, you know, there's, there's so many times and so many, you know, there's just so many times that you can go to, it's, oh, it's easy to go to the racetrack and, you know, and try as hard as you can and, you know, nothing go your way. Like it's easy for that to happen nowadays, especially with the level of competition and, you know, just how much it takes to run up front. And, you know, it's easy to it's easy to go and, and not be as good as what you want to be. And, you know, especially for us in that situation to where, you know, we, we, we leave the shop knowing that if we're going to go up here and qualify for the main event, we're going to have to be the best we can be. You know, like that's all there is to it. And so to get in there and that be main and, to, you know, that we were in there and, and getting the lead and, uh, you know, the car, you know, driving it, the race car felt really good. And, you know, just the the stars lined up there to where we, we need, we needed to have a really good race car and everything go our way. And it did right when it needed to, right when it needed to happen. You know, uh, we, we had to have it happen at that time and it, it did. And so, you know, when it goes that way and, you know, there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of different ways it could go. And when it goes right, you know, it, it, it really makes you feel good, especially on the biggest stage there is. And so we were, uh, you know, beyond thankful for that to, to work out like it did there like that was uh you know that was that was a really re a really good boost and helped us out quite a bit just just to just to get in there and you know make the race that's that's what we set out trying to do when we left the shop here and 
and we, you know, we accomplished it, you know, I mean, uh, you know, from now, you know, now going forward, you know, if we go up there and, and make the race, I mean, it's all, you know, definitely got to do that first, but, you know, we're, we expect more now that, you know, the next time we go, we expect to do better than that. So the bar's raised a little bit for ourselves now, uh, but to go up there like we did and, and to know that we had to be really good uh, and we, and, you know, we, we were, like things went well and, you know, that was just a really good feeling and it all, you know, it all hit at once there, you know, like you cross the checkered flag and pull up on the scales and there's all these people around and, you know, it's, it's, it's like nothing else. I can, I can go ahead and tell you, Eldora itself is like nothing else. So to be up there and win a race, even though it was a B main, it didn't really matter. Like that was, uh, you know, that's something I'll never forget. I know that. And I'm being honest with you. That is one of the top five moments, at least me personally, throughout the entire year of dirt late model racing. That was that was very special, considering I've known pretty much all three of you guys my entire career of dirt late model racing and dirt on dirt. So that was pretty cool to see. But this weekend, the sandbox. Are you ready to defend your home turf? I know in the video you guys mentioned it's more uh, pressure maybe to defend your home track a little bit. Yeah, there's no doubt. Like, you know, after – you know, I, if we've kind of left home, you know, over the past couple of years here, you know, last year and this year we hadn't done near as much racing around home and hitting the road more, running all these bigger shows and starting to get what we can do decent at that. Well, <clears throat> now we come back home, you know, everybody looks at us like, well, you know, if they, you know, they, they better win this one, you know? And so it's, uh, there's without a doubt, 100%, the, the pressure is on for us to win and, and show out. Like, that's that's all there is to it. If we don't, I, I feel like myself personally, and I, I'm obvious, obviously in the best equipment I've ever had right now. And so, like, to come, you know, if we come home and, and can't outrun everybody at home, you know, uh, we got to get better. And so, we're, uh, I've, I've, I've made sure this week that we've, uh, crossed our t's and dotted our eyes here in the shop to make sure that everything's as good as it can possibly be when we get to the racetrack there's no flukes and uh you know we're going to do our best to unload really close tonight and just go from there i mean like i said i hadn't been here i hadn't even been to the race i hadn't even been to that racetrack before uh we went out there on tuesday just walking around and before that it, it, it was back in may was the last time i was even out there and so like it's uh you know, I, I definitely feel like we're, you know, we're not like a, a, a really a, a local really anymore, you know, but we're definitely from here and made a lot of laps out there. So it's obviously our home track and we got to go run good there this weekend for sure. Like there's a lot of eyes on us and a lot of eyes on that's going to be on the event itself. So we have to make sure we're, uh, we're, we're the one to beat. What's Southern Raceway race like? A lot of people may have not seen it before. We only have very few videos of that racetrack, but what's a race like for you? Man, it it it, it can be it can be a bunch of different ways. Uh, I mean, honestly, I mean it can be a lot of different ways. And I really, to be honest, for this weekend, I don't really know what to expect. I've walked around it. I drove uh, the pickup truck around it today. We went out there this morning and dropped off a trailer, and I. I went out there on the racetrack and drove my pickup truck around it, just trying to, you know, kind of visualize everything. Um, as far as like what it's going to be like this weekend, I honestly don't, I honestly can't say, I don't, I don't know a hundred percent, but usually the way it's been in the past, it, uh, it's main, you know, it, it has a, you know, it's really sandy down here. So there's a lot of loose dirt flying around. 
And, you know, if you ever get down kind of to the bottom of that loose dirt, that lane you're in, you know, kind of gets, you know, more or less blowed off and uh, not really a whole lot of traction in that particular spot. So you kind of move up to where the, the heavier dirt's thrown up, up on the racetrack, and then you can run up there for a little while. And then it gets a little bit too far around, and then the bottom comes back in. And then, so it, it kind of, I've seen it move all around all over the racetrack in a, like a 50 lap race. It's, it's, it's raced well, and there's been times that it's not raced well. So, uh, honestly, I, for this weekend, I don't really know what to expect about it. For one, I hadn't been out there much and hadn't seen much of it lately to know what has been the characteristics of it. And, but it, it can be good, you know, it can produce a good race. Uh, so, but mainly it's, uh, you better, if you're there, you better bring your dust goggles with you because there's a lot of loose, a lot of, a lot of loose dirt flying. How important is it to have a race like this in your neck of the woods, as well as the Southeast last week, we have the peach state classic. I thought it went very well over 60 late models. You always see these big crown jewel races, Kentucky. If you even consider that South, you guys probably don't think that, but I do. But the rest are in the right, north right. for all those crown jewels. How important is that for your neck of the woods to have these type of races? I think it's really important, man. Like, you know, these races are all new. And, uh, you know, these events that, you know, are, are really marquee events that, you know, are just you know, obviously really good for the sport and really good for the southeast region. You know, I mean, it's uh you know i know like in our particular area right here in the florida panhandle like there's in my whole racing career growing up there was never like anything over like a like a thousand to win late model show was it was the biggest event of the year you know what i mean like and yeah you know we, we raced those races you know for years and years and the biggest event would be a thousand to win and you know like nobody knows that nobody pays attention to any of that i wouldn't if i wasn't from here you know like that's not that's not nothing you pay attention to and and now you got these you know these bigger events that are you know nas- you know more or less nationally known and you know it's just, it's obvious you know obviously a good thing for the sport itself and you know obviously for the area you know like it's a, it's a really good thing and i really hope that uh you know moving forward you know, the king of the sandbox race down here is, you know, something that happens every year and, and grows from here into uh, into something that, you know, is something, a race where, uh, you know, people, you know, whoever, anybody would want to come down here and win just because it's the king of the sandbox, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like we've uh, got a pretty good start on it. Like my brother Joshua, he's really worked his tail off on trying to promote this deal and, and get it out to as many people as possible in the in the more or less shorter notice that he's had to do it with. So um, I just hope it grows from here and turns into something that, you know, anybody would want to come down here and win. Brandon Overton is expected to come there this week and the number one driver in the dirt on dirt pole. And obviously he's had a historical season. Rumor has it that Jesse wore a Brandon Overton shirt in the shop yesterday to pick on you. Are you kind of like, you know what, guys, this is my home track. I'm going to show out for you. You guys are making fun of me all you want, but that's kind of BS. Man, I, I I kicked him in his butt too when he showed up with his with his shirt on. It was yesterday he wore it out here in the shop, and you know he's just you know he's just Jesse. He's just the way he is. You know nothing you're gonna do about it. So you know as long as he's you know running my signal sticks through the race, I don't care who he who what shirt he has on. I mean I like Brandon. He's a good old boy, and he's done a done a phenomenal job this year doing uh 
winning a bunch of races and everything. But uh, I can tell you what, if there's a weekend I'd want to beat him, it's this weekend, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, in order to win the race, you're going to wind up, you're going to have to beat him. So it's uh, he's definitely going to be a factor in uh, in the outcome. And uh, to win the race, you're going to have to beat Overton. We know that. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. But it is pretty cool. Like you said, he didn't have big-time races there to get some national flair down there. And just the fans in that area to see drivers like you, Brandon Overton, and a few others being at that race. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's it's going to be a good show. I know you got like guys like Max Blair. I know he races. Like, we talked to him when we were out there, and he's uh, – He's kind of used to the to the surface, like what we got down here. He races. He said he races on a few tracks like that around home, where he's from. So, you know, he's going to be good. And uh, Ashton Winger's done a really good job. I'm pretty sure he's coming. He's he's been a threat uh, lately, and you know, all his stuff. He, he'll be really tough to deal with. And um, there's a host of other ones as well. You know, that are coming. That you know, it's going to you know, you're going to have to be. We're going we're going to have to be good. You know, we, it's one of them races where. You know, if we miss if you, if you miss it by just a little bit, you can you can run eighth or tenth or something very easily. So we we need to make sure we don't let that happen this weekend here at our home at our home track. And uh, you know, Fred, the pressure's on, man. We got to be good. We got to be good. All right, last question about the event: When you win Saturday in Victory Lane on Flow, are you going to thank your brothers for creating a race that you could win? <laughs> yeah i mean obviously they're just they're just they're the they're to thank for the event uh for putting it on and sticking it back out and and everything to make it happen and, uh and if we don't win i'm gonna, I'm gonna blame them for you know putting me in a position where i couldn't win you know i'm getting too many getting to get paying too much money where too many drivers came that i couldn't outrun so the sword there and i hope we're on the winning side of that for sure i'm thinking on your side i'll always be team joseph you know that what if, like, some crazy oh, yeah. call, you get sent back a row on a start? Do you go to your brothers and start yelling at them? What's that going to be like? Uh, hey, what is that going to be? <laughs> Who knows, man? <laughs> no, you know I'm messing, but I like to stir the pot with you three. I'm sure. Um, just some off-the-cuff questions. How did you get into racing? Or a little bit of the background. I don't think I really asked you, you know, when we were at East Bay a few years ago. How, how did you get started, man? Well, you know, back growing up, uh, I was my my dad started. Uh, you know, he was uh, he he obviously got us into it back when uh, before we could even talk or walk or anything. You know, he was racing, and so we grew up. Uh, that's what we grew up doing, going to the racetrack. And um, my brother uh, Jonathan and Joshua, they started before I did. You know, they were older than me, and they raced. And then when I got old enough to start, I was I was twelve years old. When I first started racing, you know, full body cars out here at Southern Raceway, our you know home track here, um, started you know the bomber division or whatever, and uh, just you know made our way up to the model division, and I think in uh, 2009 I won my first uh, Crate Late model race, and uh, just been doing it ever since, man. Like, uh, like you know, it goes back around to one of them deals where you know we've been doing this right here in our area for a long time, and there's never really been, you know, a race around here that would give anybody a reason to pay attention to what we to anything we have going on around here. And you know, we've been racing around here for a long time, winning races that didn't matter, you know. So now we got a race, a really good event here that uh, that it really matters to, you know. We we need to show out this weekend. There's a lot of eyes on us, so we got to defend the turf, man.
We did a lot of traveling in the last couple of years, as you mentioned earlier. What's uh, some gold or other races or maybe redeeming races you want to go back to here in the near future going into next season? Uh, I really want to go, uh, you know, obviously back to the to the uh, to the dreams there in, in the World 100 at Eldora. Uh, I like, you know, that's an event we need to make. Those two events, we need to make those every year from here on out. Like, that's it's such a cool place up there. And, you know, I really enjoyed being there racing, you know. And uh, so, obviously, going out there to Eldora, and, you know, I really would uh, – one racetrack that I've seen a lot of video from that looks like it is a really good, really good to race on, and that looks like Florence, Kentucky. I'd really like to go there to the north south and some of the other events they have through the year. And uh, I mean, honestly, you know, there's I just I just want to go race at uh, one of these races we've dreamed about going to race at. Uh, you know, we we're getting to where we have the means to nowadays, and so you know, I just want to be able to uh, just go to go wherever we can, man. So we go and Go and compete and have a good time. All right. Joiner competition here. Out of the three brothers, who's the most athletic? Oh, man. Well, at one time, Joshua probably was. He was into CrossFit pretty heavily. <laughs> um, but he he's not in war, and he has a nickname called Little Debbie. If you ever want to get that, you know, use that against him. You can call him Little Debbie. Um, so I wouldn't call him the most athletic anymore. Um I don't feel like I'm athletic at all, honestly. Uh, I, I dang sure have, haven't ran any distance in a long time or done much working out. But <laughs> athletic, man, that's a good question, Derek. We're not, we're not, we're not very athletic around here. We uh, eat fast food almost every day. There you go. Hey, we can just call that a draw then. The bi- who was the biggest troublemaker? Yeah, we'll call it a draw. Yeah, who is the biggest? <laughs> who is the biggest troublemaker? Troublemaker, oh, Sean. Like growing up, you mean? Yeah, growing up. Uh, I honestly, I would tell 100% Joshua on that. I know he was the only one that I know of that ever got suspended from school. So I would say Joshua. Suspended from school? What'd he do? Yeah, suspended. I'm sure he got in a fight with somebody. You have to ask him. Oh, my. But I'm pretty sure he he was fighting somebody and got suspended from school. All right. Who. Let's be honest here, because all three of you, I think, I think, would say themselves, the best driver. Best driver, man. Uh, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm the driver nowadays. <laughs> Joshua and Jonathan don't drive much. Uh, you know, I, 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 I had to take the credit there. All right, if Joshua never hung up, do you think he would have been a decent driver, or do you think he was just not good enough? Uh, there, there's not enough right front flares in the world for or for Joshua to. For Joshua to have kept racing, they they, they they couldn't keep up in production with him. So, uh, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, that's great. We had a, I had a, I mean, we asked who of the three brothers growing up who was the best at everything, but I would say you every single time. Yeah, for sure, without a doubt. All right, part of you guys' charm <laughs> is that you guys are the under. Like when you first started, was this underdog story? You know, kind of these guys in the handle. Being, you know, a little bellious, people would probably say that. Having a good time and going to race. How do you guys keep that same persona when Huntington Front keeps getting bigger and bigger and you guys keep winning and uh, competing in these marquee events? How do you keep that same persona where you guys are just the kids from the handle? Well, 
I mean, so far it hasn't been hard. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we just, I don't know how else to act. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not an actor by any means. I just, you know, feel uh, just we're just who we are. You know, I mean, you can't, you, can't, you know, we're, we're going to be who we are regardless. Uh, and honestly, and I haven't. It hasn't got to a point yet where I feel like I'm a different person or do anything different. So. So far, it hasn't been it hasn't been hard to uh, just start to be ourselves, and uh, that's that's just who we are at this point, you know. Maybe hopefully, you know, hope, hopefully one day it never gets to uh, it never does get to the point where we have to start acting to be this kind of way. But uh, it definitely hasn't got there. Yet. I don't I don't see it I don't see it being that way. We're just we're just we're just regular old people that you know that like to go race and have a good time, and that's just it, you know. This is a Kovac question because I was kind of asking a few of the staff what should I ask. Here's what Kovac asked. Who started what you guys do in every single photo? Who started the thumbs up deal when you take pictures of yourselves or with fans? That's a good question. I don't really know who started it, but it's definitely something that is just a habit now. Uh, I know even (laughs) – it's kind of sad to say, but even like – like me and my wife, I like stand there and go take a picture, and like my first instinct is to give a thumbs up, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I gotta like catch myself. But you know, but it's turned into a thing where if there's a, if I'm taking a picture, like my first natural instinct is uh, give a thumbs up anymore. And uh, you know, I guess that's that has its ups and downs. It's good good and bad to that. Uh, my wife doesn't like it very much when I try to give a thumbs up when we're taking a picture, but you know. I don't know where it came from, I don't know who did it first, but you know, it's it, it's it's stuck now for sure. Last thing is, how cool is it when you see like little kids, fans? You're at Eldora, Fairbury, they just come up to you, wanting an autograph or picture. That's pretty real, I bet. Still, dude, it is like there's a. You never would we figure we'd be in a position where people wanted to come up to us and and want our picture or our, our autograph or. People buy our T-shirts, you know, people we don't know that just walk around with our stuff on. Like it's uh, it's wild to be in that position, and you know, having you know younger kids and people you know in the pit area that come up and you know they want to shake our hand and everything. Like it's a really cool thing, and you know, well, you know, sometimes it's it's overwhelming, you know, because we're you know we go to a racetrack, we're there to race, you know, like everyone else is, and people want to come up and talk and shake hands and everything and you know sometimes we just can't you know sometimes we're in the middle of the night and it uh you know we're there to do our job but i know this that at just nine times out of ten anytime we race we're the we're the last people to load our car and leave the race because we have normally have a crowd of people around the car that, that you know after the races come up and want to talk for a while and at that point in time, you know, if we're willing and able, we will stand there and talk till the sun comes up if people, if people want to stand there and talk. And and to have that, you know, like, it's really cool that people want to really come up and talk to us. And, I'm, you know, like I said, I don't have any problem. Like, it, 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 it's great to be in a position where people would just rather come and hang out with us and, and talk to us, shake our hand, get, a, get an autograph. Like, um, you know, it's a really neat thing. And, you know, we're, I'm thrilled to be in that position. You know, and we'll gladly we'll accept it for sure. Hell yeah, man. Well, the face of Hunt Front, the best joiner brother, Joseph Joiner, getting ready for the same ring box at his home track, Southern Sports Way. I know you're busy. Thank you for taking time out of your day.
for this interview. It was a fun suave talk, and man, I got to learn so much more about you guys, Jesse, and the gang. It's been a been a hell of a ride for you guys. I'm glad it's working out for you guys. Heck yeah, man. Well, we, uh, we thank everybody that watches this and tunes in on Hunt the Front, Hunt the Front on YouTube. And uh, like I said, as long as people watch us and support us and buy our merchandise and everything, we'll, uh, we'll be here, you know, trying to make all the noise we can. All right. Thank you, man. That was awesome. I appreciate it. That was good. You were great. Good deal, man. Good deal. I mean, I had to ask what Are brother. I had, I had to ask the brother stuff. I mean, who? I mean, that's just a guaranteed oh, yeah, fact. Yeah, hey man, you're you sound like I I've had a I've had like a really hard time hearing you. Like it sounds like there's a really bad echo and everything. Oh really? Um, yeah. Sometimes like I Skype with like the internet service down here. I don't know. Yeah, most most of the time it works, but like one every four or five, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So yeah, I don't know I've, what it is. But thank you, I've, thank you for uh, being patient and just working through it. So I appreciate that. I've, I've I've been doing all I can to concentrate and, and like catch every word I can that you say. <laughs> That way, I know what you're saying. It's been kind of tough, but uh, we made we made it work. Everything was good. Well, yeah, and you're a race car driver, so like you can hear like random stuff all the time because you're always in your car listening to people. So appreciate it, and good luck this yeah. week and get that W. Heck yeah, man! Appreciate you, buddy. See ya. Bye.